and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin, where we will be discussing the middle portion of Lord of Chaos, Book 6 of the Eminent Wheel of Time. We're your hosts, John. And Johnny. And by middle portion, we mean from where we stopped through Demise Walls. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, it's, it's, it's the bulk so, of it. Um, do you have any idea where you would like to start? Uh, yes. I think I had, might have mentioned this in the, in the first discussion about the book, or Lord of Chaos, but uh, I like that Rand's point of views are now, like the politicking that he has to do. Uh, is it's it's interesting, and my the comment I was thinking is that his problems as a character have kind of adapt have adapted to his role as the Dragon Reborn. Okay. So in Book Two, it, his problem is well, I have to get the horn, and Book Three is weird. But like, book book two, well, yeah, Book Two, his problem is to get the horn, like his right. what he has to do, but right. then his internal but, struggle is, oh God, I'm this. Yeah, this thing. Terrifying yeah, figure. Right. And then the third one's more of the third one's weird because it's you don't really I mean, he's struggling with He's it's it says a it, lot in the few bits of that he's we know that he is succumbing to the if not the madness yet, then the uh, the enormous pressure. Yeah, the pressure's of a good who word. He is. Um, um but then you have to admire his um, singular determination to meet it head on. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and yeah, and then so and then like book four, it's basically basically everything's leading up to him taking on more and more responsibility. In this book, you really start to feel it because now you enter the book and he's effectively. In, whether he wouldn't say he's king, he would never say he's king of Camelot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, but he he's in charge of Camelot. He's in charge of Chiron. He's mm-hmm. in charge of Tyr, mm-hmm. and the, he's in charge of the I, majority of the Aeol Nation. However, you're going to define that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, he he's not. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even. <sighs> To say he's in charge is misleading, too, with the IEL. Oh, the, there's no precedent for it because you have a history of a group of channelers, or we could just re- reduce it to the Amaryllin Seat herself, who never proclaims herself to be... Queen of the world. <laughs> or, or locally, any ruler of anything. No. Now, granted, Rand has more direct control and administration of Kyrie and Camelin by this point. Right. Um, than the Amaron Seed, who pretty much just has a, a, a trump card over the rulers, um, but doesn't really deal with those local no. cities. Um, but at the same time, it's it's still the same uh, concept of having enormous influence, but not nominally. Oh yes, yes, yeah. That it's, came before it's, it's, it's directly, yeah. I, well, in a they're lot already of, used to it. The lords and stuff. Yes, somewhat. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think and we can kind of that. Speaks to I think the Aes Sedai. What the Aes, the Aes Sedai don't want. They have a trust. They have a trust problem as it is, and so if they were mm-hmm. to get even more directly involved with ruling the day to day stuff, then like people would really be like, "Oh, the Aes Sedai. They're they're doing what what we thought they were going to do. They're taking over the world because they can like use magic and no one else can." Well, mm-hmm. that, let, let me rephrase that. They. They're the most organized and structured group of channelers in the world. Well, prior to the series starting. Yes, and we we yeah we've slowly been introduced to other channel yeah groups and ways that people yeah Yeah, we we've already seen the wise ones which were like oh well we 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 already have the concept of since uh, nineve at least is a wilder we're like oh there's unregulated stuff going on. Right. Um, but we see the wise ones and we're like, oh, just because it's not Aes Sedai and White Tower does not mean it's unregulated. Right. And the sea folk with like the wave mistresses. Do we um, get the sea folk in this book? 
Uh, I mean, even if we don't, we find out about it. In, like, oh yeah, we have. Four. We are. We've yeah, seen like, Finders. Before. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's not extensive, and I'm not going to go really go into it. But like we find out about them in book four. I think it is okay. Four or five. No, it's four because it's when they go to Tanjiko. But um, and then we have a really volatile. Uh, Alternative oh, the, with the Ashamas. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, the Ashamas. Yeah, the Ash, Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're the closest to the White Tower, and that they they have the most rigid. Other than the White Tower, they have the most rigid structure. Because mm-hmm. um, they need it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, because they need it. Because other, yeah, because they need it. Because <laughs> um, they're men. They're, yeah, they're uh, volatile men. Anyway. um... Yeah. If I may make a general observation, because we started talking about how the Rand's general arc is um, about, and 4, 5, and 6 have been about his creeping influence that he's um, planning through... uh, Starting with the Aiel to give him a true base of operations, which Tyrion never was going to be. No, it it couldn't. And they, and even as as far as followers, they couldn't be that either. (laughs) No. And something like the um, the dragon sworn aren't they're not they're they're not enough of a society they're nothing really yeah he can't base on them either so he's like the IEL no, it's got to be the IEL they're also like the the uh, as far as Jordan presents them the objectively best fighting force in the world yeah I mean like excluding generally excluding channelers from that like they like. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but the prophecies also knew that um, they were culturally primed to yes. support him yeah. as well, so that has been helpful. So he's went gone from there to um, Kyrian and Camelin, who he's moved inland, taking the largest powers in the southeast, really, and mm. he has finally drawn. Aes Sedai notice. Well, he he already had it, but but they're like, oh, we need to at least pretend that we're, we believe ourselves on an equal equal footing or recognize him. Um, And they have to work through that even being split as they are. Yes, which is where you get kind of both both groups, Elida and we can say this now, Egwene, <laughs> uh, or this, well, Saladar, oh, cause like, we'll say Saladar, cause the embassy left before Egwene would have been. Yeah, the, the, the rebels and Elida. Yeah, the rebels and Elida. Who are dealing with Rand for existential cosmological reasons. Yes. <laughs> but they're also they, need to play against the other Aes Sedai. And, yes. and and sort of jockey with him to say, how are we going to curry favor? How can we use him against them? Right. Me- meanwhile, you have Moraine, whose last, whose last like thing she said to Rand before she died in big, big air quotes. I'm putting that said, don't trust any Aes Sedai, and they're and like, you have to trust us because the other ones are not are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so they are using the split, which is on the whole a terrible thing for the institution. Yes, and they're finding ways to use it to their advantage. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the school, the school. Yes, I love the concept of the school. Yes, um, it's so the, talking about Van has a school in Kyrie, and it is an actual school. It's not like the Black Tower or Tar- Tarvalin. Like mm-hmm. it's just people learning. To do, like school as we would think of it, mm-hmm. like you a universe maybe universe it's not really structured, but like university would be a better correct though or center of learning. Yeah, but most of what we see come out of it is yes, you have a, a Herod Fell who kind of pours over um, scholarship and engages in scholarship, but a lot of what. The most value that I see in the school is the are the inventions. So yeah, and I noted this that he's they're teasing the steam age in this because there's one of the and it's this was one of those brilliant little things that Jordan slipped in there and it's only a paragraph or too long, 
But and this is a great example, also just a general great example of show don't tell. But it's this invention that I. It basically, it's basically they're trying to use steam to power it's something. A, it's a, yeah, it's a steam, it's a steam engine. Yeah, yeah, and so, and but Rand like, does. No right, one's gonna yeah, know. No, yeah, like, yeah, I like, forget what is this. Thing? I forget what he like thinks it does, but like he thinks it plays music or something because it makes all these noises. Um, yes, but, which is how he knows to think of it. But yeah, that that I thought that I thought was particular particularly interesting. And the um, that, and then the scholar Herod fell. Well, let me note first Go that on, the um, the it's it's kind of an amalgam of uh, different eras. You have the steam engine, mm. which is industrial. You have the printing press, which is early modern. Oh, right, yeah. And then you even have Roman era stuff like aqueducts and paving mm. roads, paved roads, and. Uh, I'm not sure. It's. I guess it's just to say that. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't really know what the purpose is of combining those. But it. It's. I guess it's to say that. This has been. Kind of inventions. There. There hasn't been a place for them. I guess, and that they're, now that it's all just rushing to the surface, like, oh, here are all these ideas that we couldn't. So here, and my do. my kind of thought was, and I, I don't think this is how it's going to go, given how little time seem is seemingly passing in the series. But my thought was, well, like maybe we get to the end of the series, and like they're using, well. Trains are would be well. I guess trains would be irrelevant, but like, <laughs> I guess most transportation means would be irrelevant. But um, but like now they have I don't know, they have steam and elect somehow I don't know they figure out electricity, like something like that. Like may, like maybe those changes maybe we would see those changes later on in the series. I don't think we will mm-hmm. because this isn't about the story isn't necessarily about. Those types of like, it, well, not primarily, but yeah. I appreciate that it is yes. offering mm. that as a. This is a this is a nuance. It's not just a story of war it, within the society. It's also a story of built tra- building something else. Yes, and progress the age progressing. Yes. Yep. Yep. No, that makes sense. Um. The scholar Herodfell also right. seems very important because he muses things about Tarman and Gaidan uh, that seem important. I'd, I'd have to reread the section because I forget exactly. He also gets killed at the end of the book. Um, I'm not sure he, about that one. He does, I'm pretty sure, because I think someone finds him dead. But that might be in a later book, actually. I, I well, we'll look. I'm ninety percent sure it's not. But anyways, um, any more thoughts on the school? Um, just that Herod Fell represents the 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 source of world building um, and magic system explaining. That readers naturally hunger for, um, and you get it in bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, it's I, very frustrating. Yeah, I, I had more of a general question of what exactly. So the Dark One seals, totally one eighty, are made of quendiar. Correct. What actually breaks it? Because that's what it was like. Like nothing does. Like it's, that's the thing. Yeah. Not even Balefire can. Right. So that's Balefire why I'm like, it, how so. are the, how is this happening? It's well, it's you think it's it's the old thing, the the trope of saying here is an immovable, in an immovable object. Yeah. Oh my God! Something moved the object. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah How yeah. unstoppable can this force be? And, and it yeah. is the dark one that is slowly. Oh, breaking okay, these. okay. So it's is that ever like is that a spoil? That's not a spoil. Like, is that kind of implied? I that, don't like, remember it ever being said explicitly. I'm just like, 
well, these are seals on his prison, and we know he's touching the world more and more. Like that, so that, I, that doesn't I, okay correlation causation that sort of thing, but it, no, it doesn't but necessarily it, mean. But that's what I always assumed. That, I mean, I think that that's a, probably a pretty good assumption. Mm-hmm. I, I also I, to go back to Herodfell briefly. I I like how his his notion of past realities needing to come to pass in the future because time is a wheel. So it's, so it's like the dark one's prison has to be whole, has to become whole because they couldn't bore into it in the future as they did in the past. If it isn't whole again, because it was whole once, it's going to have to be whole again in by necessity. And, I I just think those are interesting. Those are extremely uh, yeah, interesting. Yep. No, that is well. I I though that kind of teasing was things that got me thinking. This is really important, like series war series wide important things that like I know he's talking about, and I'm not sure how it fits in yet. <laughs> like like that, just the way that it was written and the way Rand interacts with him, like they like they talk about. I need to reread their discussion, but it's like a big picture conversation. And I'm like, all right, there's, there's, he, he's not just like the, this is important with like a capital I. <laughs> yes. And it's, and it's just in little bits and pieces yeah. and it's infuriating. Uh, I just ran on comments, uh, forsaken comment. Samuel's pretty arrogant. Um, well, they're all arrogant. Why, why, why do you say Samuel in particular? Oh, I think. Oh, I think it was a scene where he's like ordering Grendel around. Yeah. Well, um, he's he's tricking her into thinking that he has an alliance with Rand. Oh, that's he, right. Because he um, sent that messenger, and oh, then the messenger died the, because Rand said no. Yeah. And then Samuel said, "Oh, I'm just going to say that he he said yes. He said yes. Yeah. Okay. For reasons." <laughs> Yeah, that's which is funny. Was well, all the Forsaken think they're smarter, more powerful than all the other Forsaken. But except <laughs> maybe Mogedian. Mogedian doesn't really think that she's like necessarily more powerful than the others. No, her um, actions suggest that she's not. right because her nickname is the Spider, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like the yeah, but Samuel in particular, and I, I'm worried Samuel because he, he's talking a big game but like he's accomplished probably effectively the least well i don't know actually that's not true because balthanel and ajinor die in this scene that you yes. meet them yes and then bilal's Bilal on, almost Bilal gets almost, to calendar so that's fair yeah so that's um yeah whereas I, well the the most successful well the forsaken that has thus been most successful on screen was ravine because he effectively conquered camelin yes <laughs> and and well, I mean, Samael conquered Ilion, which is another major city, but we didn't get to see him do it, and he was... Um, it was not as open. He, or, his secret got found out pretty quickly. Yeah, like, he, yes. he wasn't even good at hiding. Yeah, like we like in book three, I think, Moraine's like, oh, Samael's in Ilion. Yeah, because in book four, she wants Rand to go to Ilion, like, right after the stone or something. And he's like, no, I'm going to the waste. But, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Some, it's, and it's weird that like, say they capture Mogedian, right? And they're like, they know, oh, as soon as we turn her, Elaine says, as soon as we turn her over, they're going to want to steal her or kill her or, whatever, or execute her. Oh, and we can't yeah. have that because, but she's so sure that they're going to act so quickly. So I'm not sure why the Aya Sedai didn't move against Samael. Until now, especially since they so effectively moved against Rand, move against Rand earlier or later this book. That wait, sorry, repeat that the. Well, I'm saying be, at least Moraine knew. Um, I said I would enough. I said I would be interested in saying, hey, there's proof that Samael is over in Ilion. Oh, yeah, we should go over and capture him, which we oh, know they can yeah, do yeah, yeah, because yeah. they did it to Rand, who's yeah. stronger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, let's see what else. Um, 
I well, go ahead. Egwene, I suppose. Yeah, I was that's actually a, I was just about to go to Egwene. That's a that's a good before point I go to before be before we go to my favorite moment in the series so far. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, so, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. save that a little. Um, she, I didn't remi- remember her having such a flippant opinion of Barrelane. Um, oh, but yeah, she, I, she's like, oh, this harlot. And, yeah, she is. But there's so much more to her. Yeah, like, she's she, such a, she's such a beast, actually. She, she's, yeah, I mean, I don't love her character. I don't, well, I don't like her character because of all the dumb parent drama. And, but. and there's no reason for her to be that malicious. Yeah. And that is really annoying. Cause, Cause that's, and that's on all part, that specific, Particular is on all parties, both Rand, or man, Perrin, Vail, and Barrelane are all handle that poorly. <laughs> but mostly Barrelane, yes, and leastly Perrin. <laughs> yes, yes, I would agree. Yeah, because Barrelane is very clearly coming onto him all the time, and, and Fael either doesn't see it or wants him to react differently yes. to it, and doesn't tell him how he should react, because, just, oh, everyone's from Salde, and you should know instantly how to... <laughs> yes. How to react. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, sorry, go ahead. But, but yeah, I thought that that um, demonstrated her nearsightedness, and, and I knew that she was going to become Amerlin later in the book, and I'm like, she can't even read Barrelane right? Come on. Yeah, I, I also, I don't uh, well, her being coming Amelin was probably my second or third favorite moment in this book, but I don't really like her much in this book before that because she's she's or let me, let me rephrase that. She I think oh yeah, there's a scene where like the sea the sea oh she's talking to the sea folk on their ship and they like dunk her or something like that in the yeah, water and funny. then she just attacks them with Sidar. And I'm like, that's a very naive thing to do. Yes, it, it, no, it is. But I'm also like, I'm like, really, like, come yeah. on. Yeah, this is this like, is that like you're like they threw you in this river, like, and you're gonna, you're fine. Yeah, you're, you'll be okay. <laughs> the um, well, and she kind of, uh, well, okay. Uh, counterpoint: on. If she is becoming more Aiel. Aiel are more concerned with humiliation than pain. That's true. All right. So I guess, all right. So are we going to talk about all of Egwene in this book right now? I don't see why not. All right. Because there's, all right. Because there's lots more if we're going to open. All right. So. Well, let's start with the question. um, Does she turn on a dime? I would say the, the, the dime being the penance scene. Is that what you're saying? Or the dime being her becoming Amarillo. Her becoming Amerlin, I'd say. Because the penance scene, I like. and The penance scene, I think, is her mo- her best character development mode absolutely. in the so And it makes sense, given where she's been. Um, I don't know if I buy the... I don't, I don't see the points at which her maturity has gradually increased. Maybe someone could... Say that for me, but I'm still fine with it. The reason I have a problem, I think it's a dime with her, with Amerlin, for the Amerlin being raised, is that being an Aiel and spending time around the Aiel, yes, has increased her, maybe increased her sense of maturity and increased her willpower. Yeah, willpower. Would be but why did it increase her political abilities? Were they uh, latent? I don't, did, was it always just like around her and Kyrian and Rand and I she just kind of absorbed she, it? I also don't, well, I, so I would say, I would say it does from that point of view, yeah, she kind of turns on a dime. I don't actually think she's that politically adept in this book. Uh, I mean, well, the, I, I guess the biggest thing she does is she she ha- she makes those declarations when she's like revealed. As that. Yes, that, that, that's her big. That's her biggest like political moment in this book, right? Which I guess you could say is basic level, but I don't, I still think that that's pretty that's, canny. Yeah, no, that, there's, there, there's more to that than just her. Yeah. I, that's not necessarily basic. I, 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 I do, I, I do see where you're going with her all of a sudden being a pol- like smart politically. I would almost say that it's more of a, uh, 
I would I would say it's more that she's just smart and now she's having to apply that intelligence in a different context. So her whole thing though the whole series is I want to learn more, I want to know more, I want, I want to be smart and then eventually around book five or this book she it becomes well i'm smarter than you <laughs> and so now she's forced to use that intelligence because like b- because if she doesn't she's gonna get like slaughtered by mm-hmm. the other is <laughs> okay so she's she's applying it yes I, uh, yeah i mean I, I do agree that she kind of doesn't really do a whole lot because po- she didn't have a context to do a lot politically beforehand right it would have been um, better if she did because Rand is more gradual but he also has like Moraine like throughout although I guess Egwene does too although she doesn't she doesn't as pointedly try to teach Egwene about politics as much as she does with Rand and and, and well yeah Moraine was further occupied but she had other options it could have been the wise ones that's true because they as much as they like, say they don't play the dice they, they do they, they do <laughs> they, they do. have to yeah they're, they have to leaders of clans in in certain ways and not in other ways but in certain right, ways they yeah. are and and, the, and at, all, all those interactions are very complex which is one of i think jordan's strongest things the complexity mm-hmm. of io culture but go ahead they al- already were teaching her dream walking and being aiel in general so maybe that could have been added into her education maybe Egwene dealing with Aiel clan chiefs? No, I, I, I no, I see what you're saying. Basically, so, she has some sort of... She maybe could have had some sort of political experience before she shoved into one of the most political positions on, in the whole world. Right, right. Or at least, I, I mean, she's about to lead Aya Sedai and... She spent how long in the tower? She spent not, most of the series outside the, doing errands. Because the only time she's... Yeah, that's a good point. Because the only time she's really in the tower is book two and... no, Yeah, book two and part of three. Right? Right. Because otherwise, obviously, they're not in the tower in one. And then, she doesn't go back... After tier, she doesn't go yeah, back. Yeah, right. And then after three, she's yeah hasn't been back since then. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, I mean, the reason for that is that they um, all... Under uh, under Swain's orders, sure. Right. But they um, pretended to be Aes Sedai when they weren't, and they want to avoid retribution for that. Yes. No, that makes sense. But that's getting a little off the rails. Yeah. Um, um, what do we the, want to say about Egwene? Uh, had something. Well, I'd already just kind of said that my the her I think her pen, her penance scene I think is her best character development moment in the whole series because uh, her whole. Her, her her ego more so than any of the other characters is a, is her um I don't want to you say downfall but it's a struggling point for her because uh, with Nynaeve is not it's not really Nynaeve's yeah it's her ego and but she's not Nynaeve isn't necessarily like arrogance is not one of Nynaeve's things so for for Egwene to so completely sir um. To so completely say, I was wrong, I messed up, I deserve whatever penance you give me, and they basically whip her, right? Like, um, yep. And so, like, for her to make that decision to willingly go through that was a huge character moment for her because Egwene in book four or five would not have done that. Um, yeah, and then you get that's her best character moment or development moment, and then you get her coolest moment when, uh, well, that you know. Or, well, her coolest moment is when she's named Amalyn, I think. But the scene when she dream world travels, like, she enters the dream world and travels to mm-hmm. Saladar's was really neat, I thought. Yeah. And then the Aes Sedai are rather flabbergasted about that, which is always nice to see. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, yes. Whenever Aes Sedai are, like, shocked, it, it is always great, just because... Their their identity their their sense of identity is so tied in. I know more about everything. We know more about everything than everybody else, um, and we always think how many steps ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and there cannot be possibly be a better way to do anything yes. than that we already do it. <laughs> it is not possible. Yes. 
I, I really liked her, her ascension as well. It, it became real for me when it said, when, when someone said, Gwen Alvare, the Watcher of the Seals, yes. I lo- the Flame I, of Tarval, I the Amberlin Sea. When I, when I originally read that, I'm like, this, this, this happened. Like I, I knew this was going to happen, but oh my God, this happened. Yeah, the, the Amberlin's title is really, cool mm-hmm. it's also funny watcher of the seals when they don't know where any of the seals are well they, they, they were, at least they didn't prior to book one know where do they have any in the white tower are there, um, are any of the i seals think there might the... be one um <laughs> they're like it's, it's how many have broken under swain sanchez watch you're doing you're not doing like a 30 year job <laughs> yeah <it's... laughs> now Egwene's well, not in Tarvalin now. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, some would say she's not the Emerlin. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh those those titles. Yeah, they're pretty. We'll cool. have a talk about those titles later. Watcher of the Flame is the one that I don't quite. Watcher of the Seals. Or, oh, flame of Flame of Tarvalin. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, do you have anything else on Gwen? Uh. She and Gowan escalate oh, quickly. I almost forgot about that because <laughs> it is pretty... It, it It's the same thing as Randon Elaine and the Stone. What is it with these track end kids? Well, they're like, they, they literally... Well, this is almost worse because they're on op- opposing sides of a conflict. I mean, they, oh, they, it's Romeo and like, Juliet all over Yeah, again. and except... Well, except, except if Juliet got like teleported halfway across the world in the middle of the story. Oh, so they made a few improvements. <laughs> but, um... A few flashy bits. Whatever. Yeah, they, I don't know. That was fine. I mean, I, I don't really... Again, that's another romance that I, I feel like they like each other because, oh, they think... They think they both think they're, the other person's hot. I mean, <laughs> that's like... That's kind of what it like... Especially the sequence when she dreams about him. I think that's either in this one or book five. No, it was, yeah, I think we've already talked yeah, about it. Yeah, we this. talked about it last yeah, episode. Yeah, like, but... um, And now they've... Ru- they. Do you remember they literally ran into each other? Yes. It was so romantic. It was so rom-com. Well, and then, yeah, then they basically just go out to all these different inns and bars and just, like, hook up (laughs) for, like, a chapter or two. And then, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) Robert Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That might be all I have on Egwene. Okay. Yeah. All right, then let's let's okay. move. Uh, so my favorite part in this series so far uh, is the moment when Nynaeve heals Loghain and then subsequently Swain and Leanne. Mm-hmm. That because that was a really short chapter because of how he wanted to hit you in the face with this just happened. Well, because I think this Logan is the short chapter, and then I think there's a slightly longer one yes, after yeah, 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 yeah. with Swain and Leanne. Mm-hmm. But yes, but they, he wanted to end a chapter with that because it was so enormous. Yes, um, he does. He seems to do more of the done cliffhangers. <laughs> at the uh, well, it's you know, in it's, this book as you know, opposed to the others. Yeah, I was gonna, you know what's so weird is that like the so one of the other big done moments would have been Balsamon, the Balsamon reveal, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, the, but this was better executed. Yes, well, I think the best done in the book is Egwene, is uh, Egwene becoming Amberlin. But like that's, but, or but, at least when they said you are yes, to be the yes. Amberlin. Yeah, and yeah. We're not, like, oh, that's why they wanted you. Yes, that kind of makes sense in hindsight. <laughs> yes, um, but no, this, and I, I figured at some point in this series that they weren't going to stay. That Logan, Swain, and Liam were not going to be, or at the very least, Logan was not. They basically, I thought they were going to be healed at some point because Min, number one, Min had had the visions of like um, triumph or glory around Logan, and mm-hmm. they they were all still. Well, I guess Swain and Leanne kind of had reasons to be around, but like the fact that Logan was still around it was kind of like it, it, like writing wise. I'm thinking in my head, Jordan has something big planned or something planned for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also, the, you know, a lot of things in this series are either them doing things for the first time or rediscovering things like traveling and stuff. Uh, so when 
the whole series they're like you like once you're stilled or gentled, you can't ever touch the source again. I'm thinking, well, some and if, and then it happens to a few of our, uh, well, we uh, a few of our a few major characters. I'll say, mm. uh, I'm like, all right, I this is not gonna last the entire series. But the way Jordan wrote it was really really cool because uh, it's the Logan is great because ninety just she just angry and she just kind of does it and she's like. Whoa, and she's what? like, "Oh, what's this? What's this rip and tear here? Let me just fill it with stuff." And whoa, yeah, and um, that, and then like, there's a really cool emotional moment with Swain uh, and Leanne, like after they when both, they yeah when they yeah like, that kind of quiet awe and and just thank you so much. Um, we get a few interesting tidbits um, about the nature of the. Of, of Aya Sedinus when she's healed. Swain. Swain's healed. Um, she's not, she, she's been, um, the three oaths have been taken from oh, her yes, and they right. don't come back. Yes. Yep. But her, her, the warder bond, her warder bond, which had been, when she was stilled, she didn't feel the pain as acutely. Oh, for that's losing right. her warder, yeah. but once she got it back, then she started to yes. get the mourning. So, so, so she started so, to mourn. Yeah, so it's almost so it's like certain things came back and others didn't, and then yes. well, and they're her, they're not they're well. We don't really. I don't. I forget if he says it is about Logan. But we know Swain and Leanne are not as strong as they were before. Yes, though I think Logan is closer to his original strength than. Swain and Leanne, okay. I seem I, to remember from the reread, and it's like that's not fair. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was kind of odd. like, yeah, that was kind of odd. Real close, what the heck? Yeah, like, like it, if the series were written differently, you could chalk it up to there are less. I don't know, there's less male channelers, but you have the Black Tower now, so it's like that doesn't apply. <laughs> well, that would imply that like that they're all know, sharing, yeah, the sharing or, the source, or or just. Even if they're not sharing it, that just since I don't know, there's other day six machina in this <laughs> in these types of series. There's less of them, so they're stronger. I don't know. <laughs> they, they, yeah. With the Swain, uh, I, that that makes sense though. Now that I think about it, because the Warder bond strictly has to do with the, pow the power and the ability to channel, um, whereas the three oaths. Don't have to do with your channeling specifically. They're they're based on uh, Terangriel, presumably. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. I mean, for example, once a, a Black Aja removes the three oaths, they don't. It's not like they anything happens to their ability. No, power. they. Yeah, it's as far as we know, remains the same because mm -hmm. uh, we haven't seen the Othrod or the o Othrod yet, or anyone or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, right. So, uh, anything? Oh yeah. Well, I so when I read books, a lot of times I'll judge my excitement levels. Like there, this is I guess a more recent thing for me. I'll like fist pump at certain epic moments. Like this, they. they I think the record for that is, pro well, if I had read Words of Radiance, like a year or two ago, I, I, that would have. That and Oathbringer would probably be tied for most fist bump moments for me, but this one had the the big ones in this were the naive one and Egwene. <laughs> yeah, Solidar um, really really started to pull its weight, didn't it? Yes. Um, um, let's see. We there's we could well I know we'll save Rand I guess um, it'll it'll transition into Dumas well. Yeah, the um. I'm probably commented on this in the last episode, but the the white cloaks need to do something. <laughs> I mean, it just. It's I have a note here that said white cloak politics, and I actually <laughs> forget what it means. So, like, I, I there, it. it's it's because he's trying to. Um, yes, he's Eman trying Valda to with more. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's not Imam Valda. Um, Pedro Padron Nile. Padron Nile. Yeah, I, I think um, he. Is trying to subtly pressure more gays into signing a treaty that will allow them to enter Andor, oh, which will basically destroy um, her, the, yeah, yeah, Camelin yeah, yeah, and and the the, um, the Andorran royalty and everything. 
Um, and Eamon Valda, there's, there's just like a bunch of miscommunication where Eamon Valda is like, he's not acting in the best interests. Wait, real quick, she was going to sign a treaty. Did this book come out around the time of episode one? <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, nope. the, the, uh, <laughs> You mean episode? You mean Star the Wars? Menace? Yeah, yeah, the, Phan- the Phantom Menace with signing treaties. <laughs> I say, uh, I mean, the, 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 this is, I mean, obviously in Star Wars, it's just a plot device that they kept saying that I didn't really understand well, and still don't when really did understand. Did Phantom Menace come out? Uh, Ninety nine, I believe. Okay, no, this was five years before. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, this treaty actually means something other than dumb trade negotiations, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but in any case, guess, uh, Eamon yeah. Valda is like, oh, he's weak-willed. Yeah. And, I mean, no, Niall's extremely, he's one of the most capable people, um, Yeah, capable is a good... In the, in the world. <laughs> yeah, but it's also with them, I'm, they, they, there's a lot of posturing and positioning, but they haven't really, like, I, I'm just waiting, like, there's a reason there, if you, there has to be a reason they're in the story, and I'm hoping that, that it's something of consequence of either they're going to do something stupid that's gonna jeopardize Team Rand, or, have a redeeming moment where they save Team Rand, or I'm saying Team Rand is a catch-all for the main good guys, but mm-hmm. or protagonists. But I, yeah. I guess I'm just like I want, I want some sort of payoff with the White Cloaks. Is what I'm saying. I guess. Yeah, and there are, yeah, there are a couple of different threads with that. Mm-hmm. There's them politically, um, they. There's unfinished business with Perrin as well. So I would I would follow those two threads too and, and anticipate based okay. on those. Okay. Um, Interesting. We haven't talked much about Ogier at all. Oh yeah, and we haven't. We I mean we haven't learned a heck of a lot until we're this book where where we see it's the society the Ogier society is fairly matriarchal like legitimately matriarchal this is the one where it's in this book where the the his bride to uh, loyal's bride to be and her his mom his mom his parents or yeah i forget if his dad's with him or not but um they come and say oh he's been out of the Studying, studying for too uh, long, and he's in danger. So that's why Rand gives up his location. Um, even, oh yeah, even though he right. wants to protect it's, him from his obligations. Yeah. Um, but it, we see really that he is in the position that women often were in patriarchal societies. Oh yeah, yeah, loyalism, which is you're going to marry this person. Yeah, I don't care if you like it or not. Yeah. Really. Yeah, no, although it's, it's, and it's weird though, cause I almost feel like Jordan writes that, not comedically, but it's supposed to be like, I, like it's, when, when I'm reading it, I kind of more laugh, I'm like, ah ha ha ha, that's, that's funny, yeah, but cause like. Yeah, cause he's, he's, the key is in Loyal's reaction to it. Yes, okay. And, and yeah. also the, they're not presented as bad people. No, that's. They're just like, yeah. this is the culture. Um, but if Loyal acted like, truly in distress as opposed to just be like oh shucks this means that I can't travel and write my book oh golly yeah which is which is kind of how a a lot of them it's also it's also similar to how Perrin reacts to certain things with Fahil but but, well let me me rephrase that when he when he chooses not to when he when he doesn't argue when they don't argue (laughs) (laughs) like his kind of grudging this is one of his yeah. um, the coping mechanisms at his disposal. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you saying that Fayul would be difficult to be around? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. Anyway, I, I didn't really have much more on the Ogier. Yeah, I just I, wanted to note that, like, they're kind of in the been in the background for a lot for a lot of the time. Um, whereas Steadings are somewhat important because they weren't because of the the 
they didn't have cha- they don't have channeling in them. Oh, yep, yep, that's right. They were relatively unaffected by the breaking, which is interesting because how what what do the studdings have that basically shields them from the one power, or or creates a or creates a uh, area where the one power say might not exist. Well, that would be an interesting thing to look into. Maybe when we're done with the series, yeah, the different. Because there are, there's going to be at least one more place where that's a thing that happens. Okay. Um. But we have a couple of like rams or of, about, of anti one power things. Mass we have medallion, Manat's medallion yeah. and the steading and one thing that uh, you've already run into in a crown of swords yes. and something else that is going to come up in Winter's Heart. Okay. Um. We will we'll discuss to see if there's any kind okay. of um. Because it's correlation between yeah. Because there, my thought is there's well in the old Star Wars Legends books there's a and I think it's a fascinating concept. There's basically a creature that emits a a uh, kind of sphere in which the Force does not exist. So I, I think so, that there so it's is probably, it's a uh, probably similar concept of. Like so, like you try to use the force in this thing, and it's just not going to work. So it's probably it sounds like it's a kind of similar. I mean, obviously functionally or different, but functionally the same. I think that similar. You, you'll find that in a lot of different fantasy worlds and magic systems. Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the times, the reason that exists are plot based reasons yeah, where you have but, to have a reason for them not be able to use their magic. Yes. Um. Yeah. There's a. I get in Mistborn. I guess there isn't anything quite, at least in the trilogy that I know, there isn't anything quite like that. There is the metal that makes you undetectable, which is kind of similar. Yeah, um, but there, if there's got to be uh, anti magic stuff in Harry Potter somewhere. Uh, I mean, w- without getting into Mistborn spoilers, there's ways in the well, whatever. I'm not going to go there. Okay, with Mistborn. Fair enough. But um. But yeah, I th- I think that is an interesting point, and I would be curious to um uh go through different fantasy series to try to find mm-hmm. that those kind of like oh, so all right. So another example would be like uh how they try how they try to imprison benders, and uh, I've heard the last year bender. I mean that's not that's not areas in which bending doesn't exist. It's not it's not an anti magic thing. It's just um, yeah, I guess that's a more... reasonable environment right, based so on the environment. I guess that's just yet another example of great world building. But mayhap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, there's the the Haitian from Heroes. Do you remember oh, the Haitian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he 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 was there no. and no and he nullified all the powers around him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. Is, I, I'm not. I'm not reducing him, by the way, to his ethnicity. No, no, no. He was literally called the Haitian. Oh, just yes. to be clear to anyone who yes. doesn't know the show. No, that was <laughs> the name of his character. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So that. Yeah. That's steading. Um, I don't know when other stuff comes up about steading. We'll talk about it more. I just thought I'd mention the. Okay. Absence. No, that's yeah. Of them. Fair. Um. Also, well, I, I was just, I was gonna, so we can on a more positive note, uh, when I, I was, so we can finish on a more positive note, talk about, just say the Ibudar is a really annoying, it's, it's, an, it's an annoying sequence. <laughs> let me rephrase that. The fact that the Ibudar sequence starts in this book is weird. And in the, yes. and, 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 and it, the, the, its placement and the fact that it starts in the last, that they traveled it, so you're you're gearing up towards the end of the book, and you're like, all right. So Egwene's Amarlin, she's united with Elaine and um, uh, Avienda, and uh, Nine even yeah. The Wonder Girls are reunited. They're all gonna go to Camelot. They're all either gonna go to either like Elaine's gonna go back to Camelot with Matt, and uh, the Egwene's um, gonna start her. They're gonna finally start maybe moving towards Tarvalin. And Egwene goes, and then they told, ugh. Wonder Girls tell Egwene about 
bowl of the winds, and she's like, oh, I'm going to send you guys on a side quest. <laughs> yes, it's because of the bowl that they go. And, yeah, you mentioned that to me, and I do have to agree. It's not like uh, Crown of Swords was packed in terms of word count. So yes. they could have moved that and uh, to, to Crown of Swords and then just kept the momentum with... Um, well, well... With... With Rand and Aes Sedai. Yes. We'll, 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 we'll go with that because I, I have a more specific... I have a specific thing to mention about the structures of 6, 7, 8 when we get to 8. But we can start talking okay. about that. We can start talking about that in 7, though. Because it largely retains to choices he made across books 6 and 7 and parts of 8. Anyways. Okay. Fair um, enough. Um, Arangar. I want to make yes. sure I talk about Arangar. Raises a lot of questions, doesn't it? Arangar is the reminder. Arangar was Balthamel. Okay, all right. And then the other one was Agenor. Well, other one was Agenor. What's her name? The um, no, Osengar. Osengar. Osengar is is a man. Yeah. Um, but you have. Someone put into a new body, a soul put into a new body. Yes. That channels, that is a woman's body. Yes. But channels Sidene. Yes. Yeah. That is a blanketed statement on the nature of gender, if I ever heard one. Oh, yeah. The soul is gendered. Oh yeah, it has to be. Yeah, right. Because otherwise, it's just like, yes. oh, what's? Oh my gosh, it's suddenly Sidar. I don't know how to deal with this. Oh man, it's so easy, actually. <laughs> yeah, that 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 actually, is... a man would have a hard time uh, channeling Sidar because a man who's been, who's used to channeling Sidine would have a really hard time surrendering. surrendering. Yeah, yeah. So um, I take that back. Yeah, yeah. It, it would probably be easier. Well, I uh, never mind. I'm not gonna... I, I, I don't even agree with that, mm -hmm. what I was going to say. But. There are really clever ways in which um, they they play with this with this thing with Saedine and Arangar. I love how she doesn't want... She doesn't want to be around Loghain. Oh. And, and the reason for that is he, he would know. Yeah. He would know. She's, she's um, the only one that would know I, in the camp. Right. And, she, and she's not scared of it, and I think, until he is healed and yes. he starts to be shielded um he would still know right would he still sense i don't think he, well, i don't oh think no, so if he's shielded oh no if he's shielded he would he if, would, he's, right? if he's gentled yeah. he wouldn't no so yeah once he's, gentled, once he's no. healed yes. then she's like oh i can't channel around him because he'd be like what the <laughs> yeah he'd be like now here here's here's your scenario you have this you know, rebel, this hated guy, Logan, Logan, who would then make an incredible claim to a group of ultra conservative people. Oh yes. So Let's... I'm not really sure how this would have gone badly for Arangar. <laughs> uh, yeah, because but I mean, it's it... still, I still think it's cool. <laughs> yes, no, it is cool. I, I think it's very cool. I yeah, man, if Logan. Went to the tower or the Saladar Hall and said that they'd look at him and be like, "Yeah, huh. it would be some snide remark." Okay, yeah, and the then, handmaiden can yeah. channel Saeedine. Yeah, all right, buddy. Yeah, it, it, okay. It, yeah, it'd be, it'd be some sort of yeah snide <laughs> remark, and they would just kind of shoo him away. And yeah, it, no, that's it's in God. It's also we because we weren't sure about this before. Um, Matt's medallion. Yes. Um, obviously, it had been used to block Sidar many times. Correct. Then Ravian channeled lightning at him, and yes. he briefly died. Yes. Um, so we're like, oh, does that mean it? Uh, because Rand had said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, scorching the medallion that had not protected him from a man's channeling. But that wasn't it at all, because the lightning counts as something that's thrown at him. 
Oh, and well, not. but we weren't sure until this because there's that scene where he's dancing and he dances with Halima or Arangar, yes. and she clearly channels at him. I, and I, I it doesn't to, work. I need to reread that. So it works for both. It means that yeah. it does. It works against Saeedine, and okay. the only reason that it didn't work against Ravine is because it was it wasn't weaves. It was lightning. It was lightning itself that killed him. Oh well, all right. So question about lightning. Is it like a mixture of fire and air is what we're led to believe? Because that'd still be weaves, wouldn't it? Like that's Not if the lightning itself isn't the weaves, unless he is um, manipulating the atmosphere to create lightning. Oh! But the lightning itself is not a weave. All right, okay. That, Maybe yeah. it could be a weave, but it probably wasn't in that circumstance. All right, because like, like most of the circumstances when I... When I've when we've seen them use lightning, it was it, it's not like it struck down from like the sky. It was usually it like appear like in demise of wealth when you see it, it just kind of is appearing all over the place on the on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, so I'm more and like when when they use it in Kyrie and when Rand and Elena Avandi use in Kyrie and it seems to more come like from them. So that so that that would make sense then if Ravine was channeling the atmosphere and that caused the lightning. Yes, I, I, I choose to think yeah, of it that as that. that would make sense. Um, before I look at, look at my last scene, do you have any other non-Rand stuff? Because I'm starting to think Rand should be next episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, not really. Okay. Um, the last thing I wanted to... No, I, I have some comments on... Okay, no, wait, well, two. No, I have some comments on Perrin, but they relate. They are about demise. Well, they're about, although you know we could talk about because he meets uh, Files Perrin. Yep. Is that? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah. gonna go there. No, okay. no, no. Okay, that's the one I forgot. I also I want to talk ba- about that. Well, let's talk about that first. Okay, All right. So, yeah, he meets Bashir, and Bashir pushes on him a yes. bit, and he's and he's like, "We, this is we're not going to accept this. We're going to have to." Uh, Take Fail, um, and, he's like, take Fahil, and yeah. parents is like, no, you're not. Like, and nope. Bashir's <laughs> and Bashir's like, uh, yes, I am. I have nine thousand men. You have a few hundred bow people. And parents like, I don't care. But he's like, <laughs> he's like, then that's fine. Then, we're, then we'll all. I don't know if he exactly says this, but the, he's his attitude is, well, then I guess we're all going to die taking her back. <laughs> yeah, and then Bashir's like, good. Yeah. Good. Basically in his uh, head. Like, it's yeah. so messed up. It's so I, messed up. And, and especially then when you meet her mom, then you realize, oh, this is why she is the way she is between her mom and her dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and oh yeah. And then it meets his mom, her, her mom as well. And she, and she, and she gives the whole, um, cultural that? background that I, had thought came earlier and that I was talking about all the way back in book four episodes oh. where it's like uh, a man must be stronger than and dominate his woman yeah. because if he's not strong enough, then she has nothing to aspire to. And so her strength is then limited. I, I forget that Which, specific speech, but I mean that – and uh, and you're like that. I like with all the other cultural stuff. You gotta love that it makes a sort of sense. Yeah, with, with how <laughs> but, with her her believing that and how Fayil believing that and how she acts. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, you start to put the pieces together. Like that's why she's crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I whatever. Jordan still could have written a. Better character for her, but that's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but yeah, that, that, but that was a cool parent scene where him kind of basically standing up to Bashir and, yes. and then kind of her mom, that was a, not really stand, she was standing up in that sense. Yeah. But in any case, um, and the other scene was, uh, when Matt comes to Sally Dar. That was a really funny scene. And um, he's like, he's like, he swipes the stole off Egwene and, really and she funny. tries to channel at him and it doesn't work. And it's, it's, it's that, it's every time, every time that 
channeling doesn't work against Matt it is incredibly satisfying. Yes. With that said, it was a little tempered by the fact that he was barging in, making a lot of assumptions about the situation. Yeah, he he, he comes in. I mean, he's basically she's like, "Oh, I'm Amberlynn." He's like, "Ha ha, no, you're not." And she's like, "Yes, I am." And she's like, "No." Then if you are, then the home must be playing a joke on you. And he's like, or well, or well, no, well, he thinks that. She's playing a joke, and as soon as the hall finds out, oh, yes. they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, like, they're, gonna yeah. they're gonna punish you. Um, and then someone comes in and says, "Mother," yeah, and, and he's like, um, uh, "What?" Yeah. Um, so that was that. That put him in. But to be fair, it was it was incredible to Egwene when she realized that yes, that's but, what they were planning to do. So yes, of course he would think it's a joke. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I love is that. Um, how Nynaeve, like, kicks him oh, yeah, yeah. over, and then yeah. Matt, like, advances on her, and she's like, wow, he's a strong guy, and channeling doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and yep, but- later when he's gone, and Gwen is like, I should have let him, um, I should have let him have you. You're, you're Aya Sedai. You can't just kick people for no oh, reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's... <laughs> and I'm like, way to go, Egwene, on that account. Um, no, that, that that's kind of funny. That, that whole scene was just funny, the way mm-hmm. that it was kind of written, and his disbelief, and then, like you said, their subsequent disbelief when mm-hmm. they can't weave him into the air. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... That, that's a reunion of people. Um, that's if, true, that's, yeah. If we think about it. Yeah, um, that's true. And the end of... And a reunion of Matt and Perrin. This is a time of reunions, but it's not. Well, Matt not, and Perrin don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rand and Perrin. Oh yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. and there's well, not, Perrin and everybody really because he was. Well, he had been severed from pretty much everybody. And Perrin and Min, as much as that. Yeah, Min, I, yeah as much as she kind of, it, she, yeah. Um, um, there's not a lot of importance ascribed to these reunions because it's in the middle of a series. Right. Um, he doesn't do it by saying like, oh, they're back together again. Oh, like he, it's more like there are, it is a funny scene and that's yes. important because all he's saying is there are elements to their relationship, to their relationships yes. that snap right back. When the, they come together, back together, yeah. and that gives us a connection to their self, to to their personalities as they were at the start of the series, which is yes. something we as readers always need reminders of. Yes, yeah, like especially as as these characters start become as some of these some of these characters become these larger than life figures in the in world. Um, well, at this point, it's largely Rand and Egwene as far as our main crew is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like a, a little bit of Perrin, but, um, yeah. Any, anything else that's not related to Demise Wells? Oh, I had a random thing. Were Tam, Althor, and Abel Cotham? Because, like, you would think that Tam would want to, like, Come and see his son. <laughs> I don't know if this is interesting. I don't know if there's a reason. I don't that... know if it was explained. Um, I, I don't. I'm not sure. If you would think that if, even if he didn't, then Rand would say, "Where's my dad?" Did, did, yeah. did Tam come? Yeah. I don't remember that happening. Um, it, it was just. I don't. Know, the, the only thing I, I could think of is that. Maybe the Tam is running Eamon's field, but even then, you would still think I. I just it's it's still it's 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 kind of weird that Tam's still alive and the, and they haven't been like reunited yet. Well, well, by that end, brought. Oh shoot! Um, Rand. Went to Eamon's Field that, not that long ago. Is that this book when he brings? I think lo- it, loyal, loyal, yeah, loyal, and he's and there's a moment that I didn't really focus on or find really, but I think there was a moment where he said he like a part of him wanted to go there. Yes, go I think in, you're, yeah, I'm pretty and sure you're right. He didn't. 
because he had well he had things to do and for the same reason as in book four he couldn't he didn't want to tie himself to that place because it would put that place in more danger. Right. Yeah. No. Which makes sense. Which is kind of weird because they already had their. Well, I guess there wasn't like any forsaken or anything there, but they already had the big. Or a big image. Well, I mean, not that he necessarily knows this, this, but the moment that Pat on Fane smells Rand anywhere close oh, yeah. to Eamon's field, he's, he'll try again. Yeah, that's no, that's true. He that's he's true. convinced that Rand didn't care, so he's not trying again. That, no, that's true. That's true. Any, okay. Anything else? Not from me. All right. Um, we'll wait till next episode, which will be uh, uh, some Rand. And uh, Demise Wells and some general book thoughts, maybe. Yes, yeah, there's like stuff leading up to Demise. And we didn't really talk about the embassies a lot, but I guess the, that, the embassies that, that are, ties are, into, yeah. Are like, part of but, Rand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, this has been our second part of our Lord of Chaos discussion. We're your hosts, Johnny. And John. And we'll see you next time.